here with Jania, where are you? Are you getting sucked up in a tornado? <laughs> <laughs> Is it a red tornado? Dun dun dun. We are back with the episode Red Faced. Directed by Jess Warren. It was done, of course, Arrow and Flash. So let's jump into it. I keep saying this. We know you film in California. National City. How close is it to Coast City? Now, I don't know my California geography, so I can't really compare it, but Coast City was always supposed to be referenced kind of like a San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So I'm not exactly sure if National City is supposed to be like, I don't know, like what's across the bay? I don't know. Like I said, it's, I don't think it like a, it's a Los Angeles type, but maybe a San Diego. <laughs> but this episode was sweet. It was very awesome. You know why it was sweet? Because Kara used her freeze breath, super breath. Tyler's been waiting on that the whole time, guys. I was like, she was like, and he was like. You want to reenact that first? (laughs) Uh, But man, let's get let's just jump in here. It was really interesting. um, At the beginning, like these guys are driving crazy. And Subaru sweeps down, stops their cars. She stops the cars, right? And the dude, like, gets out like, you broke my car. He's about to hit a bus full of kids and the kids crossing the walk. And then she goes to punch Supergirl and she breaks his hand. Granted, it wasn't smart of her to twist, but come on, like. He deserved it. It's almost as bad as the guy who sits there and shoots Superman and Superman returns. Like, it's a great scene with the machine gun. And then when it runs out of bullets, decides to pull his pistol and shoot him in the eye. Yeah. I mean, great. It's a great visual, but seriously. Come on now. Seriously. Yeah. Don't uh, even try. But Supergirl's got some rage in her. Yes, she does. Which is interesting, and I just thought of this. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. In the New 52, Supergirl... Actually became a Red Lantern for a while. And the Red Lantern, the red is rage. Yeah. Because of all the anger she had oh, wow. about her family and about her planet being destroyed. Mm-hmm. Just an interesting thought, you know, if we ever get some lanterns here on any of these shows. And Lucy. Wow. Why is she like so cool with Kara? And everybody else, but when she's in her uniform, she is something, something. Oh my gosh, she, was, she is like <sighs> just like her father. It's like she just emulates him. You know, she wants to be like her daddy. Lucy always had a problem of like in the comics of like earning her father's, which is her father's trust, her love, because she was always felt outshined by Lois. Right. I like that she's a jag, though. That's really cool. They made her a jag. But man, like when she doesn't recognize Supergirl Kara, but man, is she just like, you just want to slap her. But I think, I think part of her thing with Supergirl 
has to do with her father, but the other part of it, do you do you remember she asked um, Kara if Jimmy was close to Supergirl? Like, if he had feelings for Supergirl and stuff. Mm. You know, so right there, I really think that she was showing some of that anger that she has and jealousy, maybe even. True. I mean, that's a good thought. I mean, right off the bat, like, hey, my boyfriend's best friend is Superman that he idolizes. And now there's Supergirl. Mm-hmm. That's uh, some tough competition. Yep. And I'm just like, they're like, we have this robot. We want to test Supergirl fight it. And she's like, okay. No questions asked. And they're like, yeah. She's like, I can do this. And she fights Red Tornado. Now let's talk about Red Tornado for a moment. What, the version of Red Tornado that I think has the people who see outside the comics mostly was in Young Justice. Great show. We need a season three. And... In that he is sentient. He's not remote controlled. Right. So him being remote controlled was interesting. And not to jump ahead, but like the fact that he never became sentient, I thought was really, really odd. Like it felt more like this red tornado was Amazo. You know, I think if they had went the Amazo route. And then brought in Tornado later as a, a maybe an android that the DEO developed to help fight aliens mm-hmm. to be on our side. Because Amazo was a bad guy who would fight heroes and learn and adapt their power. Like, that would have been cool. Like, Amazo became, like, the android at the DEO. I mean, the Red Tornado became the android at the DEO. Yeah, that would be cool. But he didn't really look like, to me, he doesn't look like an android. He looked like a dude in a suit. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. But man, he punched. She grabbed that arm. She used that freeze breath. That was so awesome. Broke it off. Then it flies away. And then they get mad at her. I do not like... I've seen this actor in other things. I do not like this interpretation of General Lane. He's an idiot. Yes. He takes no responsibility for anything. Nothing. He fires Morrow. Let's let's not forget his first name, T.O. Morrow. That's right, tomorrow. And complains to him that his project is shut down. And then we find out that Red Tornado is being built to fight Kryptonians. And I'm, and I'm sitting there like, we know General Lane doesn't like Superman. But, man, this guy's just an idiot. Like, you tell her to fight the robot... She does. And then you get mad at her for it. Yep. I mean... He wanted to see the robot succeed. That was the that was a thing. Like, he got mad because of the fail. You know, he didn't necessarily get mad at her, but he was mad about the situation and then turned it on her. And he's... I mean, granted, the last live incarnation we saw of General Lane was Michael Ironside. And it's hard to top Michael Ironside. Word. Which is funny because I just realized, for everyone who's listening, Michael Ironside played General Lane on Smallville. And Lucy Lane was played by the actress who currently plays Golden Glider on Flash. Well, recently on Flash, we had the episode 
with Captain Cold's father, played by Michael Ironside. Cool. So, and then once again, that same actress plays his daughter. (laughs) But, yeah. Getting back here. Now, this is one of those new character tropes that they have out there. Everybody's got a hacker best friend. Hey, can you hack this? Can you do this? Where are these people? Why am I not friends with someone? If you are a hacker out there, contact us. If you want to be my friend, like if you're a guy who sits in his basement or girl and has no friends and really good computers, I'll be your friend. I'm cool. I like people. I like meeting new people. But I'm like, they're like, when? Hack the DEO. The DEO. A secret organization that no one's <laughs> supposed to know exists that deals with aliens. Right. <laughs> and alien technology. Just hack them. You got this. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, I'm already buying Felicity. Then I gotta buy Cisco. Now, when? Hmm. Why? Everyone's gotta have the hacker person. I'm just, I'm just not buying it. Okay. I mean, it is fiction. We are in reality, unfortunately. So. <laughs> I already got the hot friend who became my wife. I mean, where? <laughs> where's the hacker? But anyways, we need to get back on track here, guys. Sorry. I love when Kara snapped at Cat though. She's like all angry, and Cat says, and she goes, "Stop being so mean to me." But then she has to pull back. No, you just tell her how it is. It was it was really good, and it was I feel like it was really needed in their relationship. And then Cat and Kara are like drunk buddies. Like, you know, you're not really mad at me. I mean, this episode, once again, this episode two had that per- had that parent vibe of Alex and Cara still dealing with stuff with their mom and dad. Kat's mom shows up. And then you almost got it, I thought they would have, with Tio Morrow in Red Tornado. Mm-hmm. Now, are you picking up maybe an Alex and Max vibe going on here? Yeah, definitely. He definitely has a thing for Alex. But he kind of seems like a a ladies' man anyway. Yeah, he does. He seems like a player. But I think Alex is smarter than that. I have more faith in her, let's just say that. I hope so. No, my favorite scene, not only about you. Well, okay, I'll have to take it back. My second favorite scene is where we gotta get the build up. Jimmy. Is at dinner with General Ignorant Lane and Lucy. And General Lane's going off about how Jimmy's not good enough for her. And, you know, my daughter, blah, 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 blah. And then they go outside and Red Tornado shows up and actually makes some sweet tornadoes. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. And Jimmy, like, goes to help Lucy after she gets flown. Flung. Flung, flown, flum, flam. Through the air with a tornado. <laughs> uh, and I'm just sitting there like, generally it's an idiot. But the next scene is Jimmy boxing a bag to vent anger. Oh, yeah. Next to Kara boxing a, hung- a hanging car. Dope. Now, what I like about this scene, first of all, is how Kara is just punching the, the car. But I like that she's not in her Supergirl costume. 
but she's not in her glasses car persona. Right. She's just she's being just her. her with Jimmy. Yep. Good scene. Good scene. Very good scene. And then she starts talking about, you know, I think one thing that really always separates Supergirl really well from Superman, Superman never knew Krypton. Right. Supergirl lived on Krypton for a while, be it 16 years or 12 years, however they depict it. She grew up there and has memories and families and she lost her planet and she knows it. Yeah. And just her, you know, dealing with that, like how her life is never normal again. She'll never have anything normal. Because what was normal for her doesn't exist. And now all she has is this. Right. And I think it's definitely something that really needs to be hit on hard for her character. To do, you know, just one more thing to help branch it out. Right. Definitely. Now we do realize Maxwell Lord says something, you know, where he's being flirtatious with Alex about, I wouldn't be looking at at Frankenstein's monster. I'd be looking at Dr. Frankenstein, which references back that Morrow is still in control of Red Tornado. Yes. And I, thought, I was like, okay, that's cool. And Alex shows up while Kara goes to meet Red Tornado. And he has like a head control band on. And it's cool because the two fights are cut together. But how would he be able to think to fight with Red Tornado while having another fight. Yeah, you'd think he'd be thinking about the fight that he currently Yeah, you think in. you think the fight that he's in with Red Tornado, I mean, with Alex, Alex. would translate mm-hmm. to Red Tornado. Right. But it wasn't. No. Nope. I just thought that was interesting. And and it was almost like Red Tornado was doing his own thing. Um, and she, of course, ends up killing Morrow. But I'm hoping that maybe it wasn't the real Morrow or it was a new kind of android, something. Because he was supposed to be a really smart, clever guy that can become a really good supervillain of robots. I'm just saying. Because I got this just this thought in my head of Morrow makes some robots. And then I, oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Help me out, fans. The scientist who creates the Metal Men shows up and we get the Metal Men. That would be pretty cool. Definitely. Um, but man, my favorite part, Kara is fighting Red Tornado. She starts using her heat vision, which if I was Superman, I would use my heat vision a lot because it just seems like I wouldn't have to get close to anything. <laughs> but she's just that scream of anger and she's just shooting him and just letting all her rage out. He just blows up into smoke. I'm telling you, that was just emotionally powerful. Definitely. You could feel it. I mean, and the actress did such a great job. You know, I just, I thought she did an awesome job in that scene. Totally. I mean, that was a very strong, impactful scene of just pure... Amazement. <laughs> now I have to tell you, when they first cast her in the Supergirl role, I and I I, I can't think of her name right now. What Melissa. Melissa. Yep, Melissa with the last name I can't pronounce because I haven't heard <laughs> anyone say that's the exact pronounce pronunciation, pronunciation. So yeah, but Melissa, I 
I did not have a whole lot of faith in her at first, to be honest with you. But now, just seeing how far she's gotten in this series and how well she's been doing and how she can, you know, uh, deliver all of the different levels of Kara. You know, I just, I think that's so awesome. And I think that she's doing a great job and she's impressing me. Oh, I mean, I was not familiar with anything. I went to watch, you know, Whiplash to see her in something because she came from Glee, much like Grant Gustin, and I refused to watch that show. <laughs> I lived that show, so I don't need to watch it. Yeah. But then we have, like, the one thing that General Lane did well in this episode was his final words to Lucy were deep about foreshadowing her relationship with Jimmy. Yeah. And I'm just like, dang, dude, you finally did something right at the end of the episode. And then, of course, then Kara cuts herself and says, I'm bleeding. Credits. Now, my prediction, I thought of, and... I don't know if you're familiar with this. Uh, earlier this year, Jeff Johns wrote in Superman has a new power called Solar Flare. Mm-hmm. And what it is is basically, you know, how like the Kryptonians, they're supposed to be their cells are energized with Krypton, with, you know, radiation from the sun. And through their heat vision, they're releasing it. Mm-hmm. And like if he just concentrates, he can release it all almost like an explosion. Okay. And I kind of, with the, with the intensity that Kara was doing that, and then the fact she cut herself, I wonder if that's where they're going to go with it. Because it's the only thing that makes sense to me of why she doesn't have her powers. Yeah. I could definitely see that. It makes a lot of sense. But, man, this show just keeps getting better Every single episode. Yes. Yes, I'm just like, every time I'm excited, um, I just, more and more, like, the character development, you know, with Jimmy, even with Lucy being around, like, is being that kind of character. It's always hard when they make these love triangles, but it's always more difficult when the other person's not someone you hate. Yeah. Like, you know how, like, you started to like Eddie on Flash, and he liked Iris, but Barry liked Iris. You were like, man, Eddie's a cool guy. Yeah. Like, it's easy when you're like, man, that guy's a douche. <laughs> right. But it's hard when you're like, I kind of like this dude. Mm-hmm. And in this case, you're like, Lucy's not bad until she puts on her general suit. Yeah. I like the actress, too. She's a good actress. Yeah, we watched her, and, uh, well, I was familiar with her from that show uh, that you and I were watching together, The Witches of... Uh, East End. Yeah, but I always get mixed up with the other one. Eastwick. Yeah. I was like, it's not one of them. Which one is it? <laughs> but it's Mrs. Channing. East something. <laughs> yeah. Witches of the East Side. <laughs> <laughs> it's about inner city witches. <laughs> But yeah, Mrs. Channing Tatum, she's pretty good. I like her. So I she's believable as Elaine. Yes. Time. It's like kind of really like you're like, man, I don't think she makes a good Lois. Oh, but Lucy, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like everything I'm seeing. I like that Supergirl's. Sometimes it seems like Supergirl's world's built on secondary Superman characters. Like, oh, we can't do Lois. We'll do Lucy. Yeah. We will, and then we're like, we'll put Jimmy in there. He can be what ties them together. But, you know, the show's doing really well with creating the, uh, just layering, you know, with the way they're doing Henshaw, with having the sister Alex and going that way. Because, I mean, Supergirl, she's kind of like 
you know what we were talking about uh, we were getting ready for the crossover with the Hawks for Flash and Arrow and you and I were talking about how there's that convoluted past and everything mm-hmm. it's kind of like that with Supergirl because there's been Kara Zor-El then there was like a Linda Danvers and we've talked about it on the show and there's just been different ways they've tried to change and utilize hers through the crises and through the multiverse so this show's been able to carve its own little origin and mythology out and that's been pretty awesome very so far everything that they're doing in my opinion um, they're doing well Um, you know certain things here and there small things I'm not 100% on but I mean for the majority of it there are so many strengths in this show so many things that I really like about it so many things that I can definitely back and get behind um, so keep watching, guys. I, I feel like each episode is just getting better and better. And it really is. It's also good. And I, you know, I hate using this term, but I think it's a term that's appropriate. Like, it is a good show for a family to watch. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's not. Uh, I think it's like Supergirl. You can watch with kids and teens and anybody. Mm-hmm. Flash is more teens and family. You know, and Arrow is more like older teens, young adult, like. So it's like there's a there's a little bit of a difference between the the shows, and then of course Gotham is more like straight up for adults. Yeah. Um. So nothing I'm just glad. No, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Just glad the show keeps going. So, from us here at the Krypton Report, what are your thoughts? Hit us up on Twitter at Krypton Report. Catch you next time. Bye guys.